and welcome to episode 94.5 of Mature Gamer Bits and PCs. Uh, it's a halfway house today because there's only two of us. It's just me, Vimesy, and Yoda. Hello. Yeah, see, he's like a trained monkey. Um, so we're here. There's no one else, just us. So um, we're running pretty much winging it as we go. Luckily, Postman Gavis provided us with the running order, which will be as follows. Uh, today we're going to be discussing early access. Uh, pre-orders, paid alphas, Nathan Fillion, another paid alpha, a steering wheel, Kickstarter with a t-shirt, uh, Firefly, and maybe some more early access. And once we've done all that, that's pretty much the show and that's a wrap. So um, let's crack on. Yoda, you're here. What have you been doing? Well, stupidly or not, um, you may decide. It's not. I, I've decided to start playing Daisy uh, oh. on... The the Armour 2 mod. Yeah. Well, the one. Epoch mod, or whatever it's called. Yes, the Epoch mod. Who put so, you up to this? Um, well, John mentioned it, that he was playing on the the Epoch again, on the, on the mod. So I decided, as I had Armour 2, that I would venture into the world of Daisy, venturing being the, the most apt word... As for the first 30 minutes, I was running around the woodland side, not knowing what I was doing at all. Yep. Welcome to Daisy. Yep. Um, I have, now that some of the guys on there ha have helped me and talked me through a lot of what to do, it is, it is better. Uh, still a bit glitchy. They were uh, flying planes the other day, and I had crashed into the sea. And I was swimming back, and then I got teleported back to where they were. Um, and my guy proceeded to swim through the concrete. Awesome. Which Vicky then proceeded to say, why are you swimming on the floor? Um, and why are you playing a broken game? <laughs> Welcome to Bits and PCs, Vicky. <laughs> I know. I did say <laughs> that most of, the, most of the games that I play are broken. <laughs> but... It did get better. I got given some guns. I got blown up as I got into a plane. Oh, yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah. But, no, the lads on there are really great. Um, took me around, showed me what buildings will have what type of loot, what's the best way to stifle a, a horde of zombies as a, so they come at you one at a time. And it was just, it was, it was a good laugh. I spent, I must have spent about four or five hours playing that uh, on Saturday. And so, I really enjoyed it. So did you get your face eaten by a zombie? Uh, I got killed by a couple of zombies. Oh, good, uh, good. Um, but mainly it was just exploring. I got the hang of driving a car. I was really proud of myself when I found a petrol station. So I could fill up my car. And I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's a petrol station. Now how do I fill up? Um, so I had the guys going, well, you have to roll the mouse button and do this. Oh, it's a pain, isn't it? Do you know, once you get the hang of it, no. it's not too bad. It no, isn't. it's not. It's, it's awful. It's the most unintuitive system I've ever used in my life. It could be better. But, it, it, could, it could be a lot better. So, you, but, you know, you've well, come into this late. So you've come to Daisy, what, about three years after everyone else? Yep. So does it live up to the hype? Was it what you were expecting? Is it 
Is it everything you dreamed it would be? I think it's opened my eyes a lot more of what I think H1Z1 will be. Oh, God. Okay. That's that's one of the reasons why I think I, I wanted to try it, because I wanted to see... Because everyone says that Daisy's sort of the the leader of, the this, type of, of this type of game. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of thoughts what I thought H1Z1 would be. And I think if Sony can do what Daisy set out to do, they're just going to smash smash the market. So you you going down the um, the H1Z1 route because it's going to be shiny and possibly in more of a finished state than Daisy? No, I think that Daisy would be good for for the PC. I think I would really like a game like that on the PlayStation. Yeah, and I think H1Z1 hopefully will fulfil that for me, because there's the likes, there's a couple of guys that that we play Battlefield that don't have uh, PCs. Sure, I mean someone like Petro would love it. Yeah, and that's what I can just imagine. I can imagine sitting there at the top of a building with a sniper rifle, watching Petro being chased yeah. by a, ho- a horde of zombies and accidentally missing the zombies. Yeah. Yeah, and just like aiming, just like a foot. To you know, the I, I I kind of get it. I I just I, I see the the problem I have with with things like Daisy and to another extent Rust. And I think I talked about this last time when we talked about Rust. I went on to um, a mature gamer server for us for a couple, you know, two or three nights, and then got slightly distracted, as we'll talk about later. But um, it it just there there needs to be more gold than just survive for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find with um, with with Rust especially, it's a, it's a much more I think limited texture maybe. And with Daisy, I always found it kind of like okay. Whilst it's good going onto a server and then there's lots of people to help, most of the the fun, well not maybe not fun, but most of the accomplishment in Daisy is around. I found you know I've worked my way up from a flashlight to a pistol to an M14, you know, and it takes a long time to get yourself truly tooled up yeah um to the point where you know things are in scarce supply i've got my few bits and pieces and i get shot by somebody or i get mugged by zombies i spawn somewhere completely miles away from my kit i'm back to, and, and you know that sense of loss of oh god i've lost all my stuff that risk that that element of risk is what's always in the back of your mind if you know you can just call in a mate who will then helicopter you to you know your stash where you can just re-outfit everything and it's you know it's, it's at worst it's a 20 minute helicopter ride away it kind of takes that away do you know what i mean yeah yeah i do know what you mean but i think the difference between that and h1z1 is that yes you can group up so there could be four or five of us and have our encampment mm. at the same time when we're going out raiding supplies there will be other people on the server who will want those same supplies and also want what we're carrying. So that's, yeah, but that's, that's, that's no different to ZZ, is it? I suppose it isn't, but it's broken. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, there is that. And with Sony putting it on the PlanetSide 2 engine... Which is lovely. Which, and, which has and been pre- out a while, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's proven. Yeah, and that all they're doing is they're putting a nice, shiny new skin on it, 
changing the AI up and and doing it that way. And they're doing something so, quite clever as well, aren't they? Because I don't know if this is including the H1Z1 um, game or not, but they're doing a kind of um, I don't know what they call. It. I think they call it Access All Areas or something like that, where you know how they have various different kind of MMOs. So things like Planet Side, where you can you can subscribe to a premium model. Mm-hmm. They're doing something where you pay instead of paying fifteen dollars per month for Planet Side, you pay it into your station account, and that's across any game in their in their okay. catalog. Mm-hmm. So if you've got you know if you pay your full fifteen dollars whatever it is, and you get whatever I can't remember, I think it's five hundred credits of station cash, you can spend that five hundred credits in any of their repertoire, any of their catalog at all. Um, I'm not sure if it includes H1Z1 yet or not, um, and there may be other exclusions, but for the majority of them, and that's that's quite a cunning idea because it kind of, you know, you might think oh, I'm not paying a subscription fee for, you know, it's like people with Elder Scrolls Online are saying oh, I'm not paying that kind of, I'm not paying a subscription fee for one game. If you start saying actually it's going to cost you nine quid, but it can affect you could play any of these five or six games and and have premium content for it, it starts to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, that could that could work. That that would, especially if we start playing uh, Planet Side Two, when that comes out on the I'm, PlayStation. I'm quite looking forward to that on on um, on PlayStation. The PC version is a bit. It's that usual thing of. Uh, it's more disparate, I think, PC gaming. When you go in and trying to group up with people and stuff like that, it's. It, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a large. I don't know if it's a larger base of people or whatever i don't know it just seems to be easier to group with people on a console don't ask me why i don't know why i th- i think i found that over the, the past couple of, especially playing my second game i wanted to jump on it earlier but there was no one around who could really help me so i sort of went oh what do i do now go on then. but if that was a playstation i probably would have found someone quite easily and the next game is league of legends <sighs> Now, <laughs> no, go on. I'm interested in what you think of this because I reckon this is one of these games you could quite easily fall into. I really like it. Ah, uh, no! <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really seriously like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm getting a lot of help from, from Llama. Uh, he's on the MGP server mm. on TeamSpeak. Um, mm. He's been walking me through a lot. He's grooming you. That's what it's called. He, he probably is grooming me. Grooming you. But I don't mind being groomed if I can learn how to play the game properly. Um, it's really enjoyable. There's, I had a, I played uh, a PvP, my first PvP game, uh-huh. and there was only two randoms on. It was um, myself, Llama, and um, Shadow Lime, uh-huh. and that was that was quite. Um, quite good because they both helped me through it they both sort of gave me an idea of what i should be doing and i also played a game uh, yesterday evening with hitch as well doesn't the learning ladder put you off though slightly in the in the sense of like okay you, you i don't know how many characters they've got on on the rotation but you know let's say you start off with 10 characters available to you or whatever it is and you know how they rotate them every month Mm-hmm. And then you could buy the ones you want and whatever. And, and but you're talking about having to learn x number of characters and put in hundreds of hours 
literally hundreds of hours before you can, you can kind of consider yourself mediocre at this game you know does that not put you off slightly i don't think it does i think it's an i will dip in and out of and i suppose once you've bought your characters you can always use them you can, yeah. you can stick with them they're not yeah, good luck with that what when everyone's trying to grab the same character? No, just just when just when you go, yeah, I'm not buying any characters this week, honest. And then you end up with like your PayPal account hitting rock bottom. No, because I think the good thing is you can earn obviously the in-game credits as you play the IP. Right. And you can buy the characters with IP. Uh huh. And yes, it does take a while to build up. But I've already bought one character today. I'm very close. To, I could go out and get another two. So how many hours have you put into League of Legends? Five. Well, not that many then. No, I only started playing it on Saturday. So there's time for you to start Dota. There is time for me. I have had a go at Dota, but <laughs> I didn't have well, anyone... To... I think the thing that interests me is that they're, they're obviously quite similar games and... I I did what you I started with League of Legends and I didn't play very much of it. I went onto the um, Teamspeak server, had a a couple of nights on it there. Um, there wasn't really a particularly good tutorial. Um, has that changed? Have they put in a decent tutorial into it yet? The tutorial was okay, but the the best thing is is the guys on the the Teamspeak server. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shadow and Llama and Hitch have all been more than willing to jump into bot games. And just walk me through it. I vaguely remember Shadow not playing League of Legends once. And then he started and it never stopped. Yeah, and Shadow, has, I think he's got a couple of accounts. And he did, um, on for our PvP game, he, he went on to his other account. This is how it starts, you see. <laughs> uh, just to, so he was a lower level character. No, but it would be interesting to see what if you... Um, and I don't want to do this because I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be fanboyish here. But it'd be interesting to see if you went to Dota after, you know, play a bit more League of Legends and then try playing Dota. Because I'm interested to see what the what your thoughts on the difference between the two. And Dota is very, very slick, and that's probably what made the buy-in easier for me in many ways. And the tutorial mm-hmm. was excellent. So I have done a couple of the tutorials on Dota. That was um, that's probably about four or five months ago now Mm. and again i don't find as there's as many people playing that maybe not maybe not in the team speak server no no and i think i think league of legends worldwide has got a bigger um fan base yeah basically it's it's got much larger uh if you look at the the figures i was reading something the other day and i'm not gonna be able to do this right but i think they were doing viewers for the for the world championships of both. So I think Dota 2's Invitational got something like, I can't remember, 1.2 million mm-hmm. viewers or something. And then the League of Legends final got something like 20 or something. <laughs> so, you know, there's a large, a large, much larger group of players on League of Legends. And obviously on, on our TeamSpeak server, League of Legends kind of rules the roost as far as MOBAs go. But um, I don't what know. I think we should do is I think we should... Um try and pick up a couple of nights of league 
and then a couple of nights of Dota. I don't and think then... you get people off it, you see. I don't... No, I mean me and you. And then no, we can... no, no. I, I uninstalled Dota because I could see exactly where I was going to go with that. <laughs> uh, and I got out quick because I could just, I knew exactly where I was going to end up with that one. And I was like, nope, nope, not going to go there. So, um, no, because you, you found something much more entertaining to uh, to whistle away the, the lonely hours, haven't you? Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I, that, that... Go on. I know not what you speak of. <laughs> and other than playing Battlefield on Friday night uh, with with Clarky, Petro, we, we found there was a slight difference this week. What, I wasn't playing? There wasn't someone just barking orders and going, you're doing everything wrong, why did you let the side down? And if we didn't do too badly, to be fair. Uh, you missed so, my guiding hand, just admit it. No, I, I think it was... Uh, we, we've now all become accustomed to it being a hindrance. Yeah, so so we're going to make sure we mute you next time. And just, or You, you can... never listened to me anyway. <laughs> I know, I think it's it's just you going, yes, no, go there, go there. And yeah, no one listens have... to me. I don't expect anybody to listen to me. That's we all. did have a really good commander on, though, who was giving us a running commentary of the game, saying there's a tank coming to A, and we were... And a running, how are you getting a running commentary? Because he was just relaying what was going on while we were blowing things up. He was oh, just Because the commander has obviously can have a microphone. Huh? I've you... never heard a commander speak in Battlefield before in my life. Yeah, I, I've heard it a couple of times. I think Kev spoke about it on the the main show once, where he was that? pronouncing the name wrong. But no, oh I've, no, I've, yes, I do remember. I know I've I'd completely forgotten that commanders could actually communicate with their teams. Um, I think that's because we've played so many times and they just don't say anything. Bloody at useless all. most of the time. They're more a hindrance than anything else. But there we go. So, but yeah, other than that, I played a little bit of FIFA, which. I see you've you've fallen out of favour with. No, I just it's it's all about time and stuff. I actually almost put it in the drive the other night, um, but then got distracted. Um, but I don't know. It's just it's, you know, I don't know. It's I've got to be in the mood for for certain games, and that wasn't one of them. Yeah, no, I I fully understand that. But no, I'm I am going to to carry on with League of Legends. And Daisy, and try and pick that up a bit more and just see whether I can get to grips with it as well as some of the other guys. When is, um just before we move on from that, when when is H1Z1 come? Do you know, because you know more about this game than I do by a long way. I think the the paid alpha. Oh, God, which, it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah, it goes out, comes out on paid alpha first and then it will come out free to play after. So no doubt. Hang on, sorry. So what, what paid alpha... And yep. then it's a free-to-play game. Yeah, I think it gives you some <laughs> premium content for when the game goes. Yeah, that doesn't sound right to me, but there we go. Uh, I would that, quite that... happily drop, I think. Yeah, I know you will. Uh, is that PC <laughs> or PS4 as well? That's PC, I believe. Yeah, I, was say, I presume it's PC only. I'm going to wait for the PlayStation 4 version, I think. I'm not going to bother. So it's not, not a game I'd play on the first. PC, I don't think. I, I I want to I want to see what it's like, and I think the time time gap's going to be about six months difference. 
Oh, I suppose it depends how much the paid out for, isn't it? Oh, I know what I'm like. Fair enough. Okay, uh, so is that everything, or have we got more to bring? No, I think that's that's it. I think I've... So the on. topical podcast has brought to us games that are over three years old so far, right? <laughs> Lovely. So um, blame John. Yeah, blame John. It's all John's fault. Um, so what have I been doing? Uh, nothing, really. Um, there was there was there was a new addition to our household. Um, I have I have purchased my gaming chair. Does it fit? Huh? Does your gaming chair fit? It kind of fits. Um, I've got a little bit of work to do, but um, is that removing a whole wall? Yeah, kind of. No, it, it's fine. It fits absolutely fine. It's um, if, for those interested, it's in a butto um, ozone, and apparently that is the correct pronunciation. Um, and it's been getting onto you again. <laughs> I was speaking to the owner of the company. You know how it is. Um, I couldn't get any review copies though, sadly. Um, and it's 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 effectively a racing chair, so you know you have a, a kind of pseudo racing seat, you know, adjustable slides forward, slides back, tilting back, tilt forward, whatever. Um, and then it's got uh, a kind of uh, adjustable, um, I don't know what you call it, a wheelbase, but effectively like a little table in front of you that you can you can manoeuvre so that you, you you know you can get your wheel to the right height. But what you could also do is you could place a small desktop on onto it so that you know if you if you wanted to turn it to a workstation you could quite easily do that. And then obviously it's got like a, a pedal area where you could you know it's got a sloping ramp so you can put pedals there or you can just use it as a footrest or whatever. And then it's got a couple of uprights um, where you're supposed to mount your monitor vertically in front of you. Um, the problem I've got with that is none of my my two monitors have got vessel mounts on the back. And obviously the the Abutto needs, you know, the mount is designed for a, a VESA mount. Um, and none of my monitors <laughs> have got that ability. So uh, I'm having to, I've got my dad basically, who, who's quite a skilled metal worker, who's building me a bracket to fix to the VESA mount on the monitor stand so that I can slot one of my monitors into it. Um, but that'll take a week or so to sort of sort yourself out. So at the moment, it's kind of, it's not exactly what I want because it's um, effectively what I'm doing is I've kind of got the the feet part of it pushed underneath my desk, so that the monitors are still sat on my desk, but mm-hmm. I'm still using everything else. Um, but the great thing about it is, and I know it sounds kind of like everyone goes yeah, and um, it's got a a kind of keyboard tray. Um, That's what I was going to ask you about. Which is awesome. Uh, it, it just basically, uh, it's probably about a meter long, but it's got, um, it, it's it's covered in this this mouse mat type foam material, and it kind of pivots from where your hips are on the if you're sitting in the seat from the back of the seat, um, and it kind of pivots over across your lap, and the reason why I chose this particular chair over any other racing chair was because I didn't want it to be a one trick pony. I didn't want it just to be for racing sims or anything like that. And so far I've used it very briefly just for like um, first person shooters. I've tried a few on those and a couple of RTSs works absolutely brilliantly. 
Um, it's well comfortable to sit in. It's much more comfortable than having like a normal swivel chair, um, you know, office work chair type thing. And, um, you know, and I've used it for work as well. And it's, it's brilliant. Um, you know, I don't get, I don't have, I don't get that thing. You know, if you're sitting in an office chair for like half an hour, you start sticking your leg underneath your lap and stuff and you start moving yeah. around and sort of trying to sit cross-legged on the bloody thing and God knows what else. I don't get that in this. I can quite happily sit in this seat for ages and then just you know swing the keyboard tray over in front of me you know do some typing play some first person game whatever swing it out the way stick my wheel on the tray and, and, and do some racing and um that's pretty much all i've been doing all week um so my <laughs> my list of games um kind of reads as follows um assetto corsa which i spoke about was it last week or the week before? Probably it was both, last week. Uh, which I put a video up on my YouTube channel. Um, it's just like a racing sim. Very pretty. Lovely game. Um, I noticed Wadham off the forum was um, trying to run it today, but he's having some problems getting it to run. I hope he can get it to run because it's a cracking game. So I've played a shitload of that. I've played about 10 hours of that. Dirt 3 I got running. I had a couple of hours on that. Race 07, I had maybe four hours on that. And then I've got GTR 2 that I haven't quite managed to load up yet. So it's basically been racing games um, all week. Um, and I'm loving it. I really am absolutely loving it. Um, I don't know why. Because I, like, I don't like racing games with a gamepad at all. Um you know, we talked last time about console games and playing like Forza and um, whatever. And I've never managed to get on with those at all. But the difference in just having a decent wheel, it's huge. It really is. And I can see this becoming your thing. sillily expensive. Um, I've already caught myself kind of looking on YouTube at videos of people's rigs and thinking, hmm... They've got like base kickers and, and things like this, which are they're like subwoofers, but without making any noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea is that they pick up the low end sound from your, your, your you know, from your um, driving sim or whatever. So they kind of emulate the rumble or, you know, rumble strips or bumps in the road or just road, not, you know, and it actually vibrates your chair to do that. But you don't stop there because then what you do is you get four of them and you bolt one on each corner of the rig to emulate each different wheel. <laughs> these things go between 90 and 150 quid a pop um i'm not quite going down that line yet um but you know it could get sillily expensive if i wanted to um i've even started to look at this iRacing game um which is um i, I don't know what to call it it's kind of the uh kind of go to I guess you call it the go-to um, simulation racing it's game. The one that net. Smidgey's on. It's yeah, Smidgey's on it, and he sort of he sort of int- not introduced me to it, but he sort of mentioned it, and he's he started putting out some YouTube vids as well, um, just showing some gameplay of it and whatever. It looks very. It's nowhere near as pretty as something like Assetto Corsa, but it's obviously very much more um, about the physics and, and whatever, and it's. American, so half of it's kind of oval, half of it's road race, but you can kind of pick your path through it. It is subscription-based. 
So this was the one you were showing me earlier, wasn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like I guess you could call it an MMO, kind of racing <laughs> MMO. You 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 literally have a racing career in this, um, and you start off and you you know you work your way through seasons, um, ranking up by moving up your your licenses. You know, so you start on a an A license or a B license or whatever. Uh, you know, sorry, hang where do you start? You start as a rookie, then you start. You attain your D license, then C, then B, then A, then Pro, I think. Um, something like that. But uh, I haven't really looked into it hugely, but I can, I can see myself probably getting sucked into something like that. Um, and what, what model would you be going? Would you be going the, the monthly? I have hey. no idea, mate. It's difficult because obviously at the moment they're, they're quite cunning. They give you this. It's a weird kind of... Um, it's a weird kind of subscription method where... When you start, if it's I think it's twelve pound a month, uh, twelve dollars, sorry, a month. But no, when you first join, oh, yes. you get half off everything. So you know they say, oh, six pound if you want to try it for one month. But you can go anything up to a two-year subscription, where they'll charge you eighty, what, ninety bucks basically, which works out of just under four dollars a month uh, as your first subscription. But you know you've got to know you want to play this for that kind of long to. to I don't. I don't know. To be fair. You've spent far more, far, a lot more money on Kickstarter when you've not seen a product. <gasps> oh, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. To be to be but, fair, that that is that is kind of true. Um, I think that the thing with the thing that makes me hesitate about iRacing is that you, I think you'd have to be quite committed to it. Um, they talk about doing seasons. A season is around 12 races, one per week. Um, and if you want to race, you know, you have to kind of race in eight of those out of the 12 to, to kind of progress up through your license if you wanted to. You know, you, know, you can do as many races as you want, um, but you, 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 could, you, could, you could sign up into race series or you could just do one-off races or you could just do time trials or you could just jump into kind of to any, you know, any, any race you wanted to. But uh, it's, it gets a bit serious with things like your safety rating and your eye racing and racing and all this sort of stuff where as you go around the track, basically, you, that you're, obviously what they want is for people to be to race clean laps. So yeah. they they kind of... What is it? they kind of punish you for going off off track contact with other people which is all fair enough it makes absolute sense but that affects your that affects your rating your safety rating and you need your safety rating to be over a certain amount to go up a division if you like um, and if you drop below your safety rating suddenly takes a turn for the worse you could drop down a license I think they so, should, uh, put that in f1 and then uh you get some of these prats that are dragging around the F1 circuit banned completely. Well, this is this is exactly it. This is what used to piss me off when I was playing. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was Grid um, on the 360 or something. Or maybe yeah, it probably was Grid. And I used to play that with a few people quite a lot. And I just used to get the fucking rage because you'd be going around, you'd be trying to do it properly, which is really difficult for me on a pad. I've never been able to do it on a pad properly. And you get some in Burke who would just start driving the wrong way around the track and they never ghosted it in grid. So he would just take you out or he would just park across the finish line, you know, yeah. just, and you just think you, you know, I don't want to give this podcast an explicit rating too early in the program, but you know, there are, there, there are words I'd like to call those people. 
And this is the same thing with iRacing. Basically, in iRacing, they say if you if you're a rookie, um, if you're in the rookie classes, it's a mess because it's kind of trying to sort out the wheat for the chaff. But once you go into the sort of the D class, um, people start taking it more seriously because it's like you know you've, you've worked your way up from the rookie class. You're starting to spend money then. Yeah. Because when you start the game, you only get seven cars. You only get ten tracks. If you want to do more, costs you money. <laughs> so even though you're paying all that much, all that money. Well, if you you know if if you say you're on a say you're on a flat rate subscription of nine quid a month or whatever it is, whatever it works out to be eight quid a month or something like that. If you wanted to have another car, if you wanted to go racing in a Porsche or something like that, I don't know all the cars, so I'm going to get this wrong and I'm going to get i racing people slating me for this but i'm just trying to explain it from the, the limited number of youtube videos i've crammed into today basically um you know each car costs you 12 bucks so yep. you want to go in a porsche 91 uh, you know 911 it's 12 bucks if you want a porsche 911 gt3 that's another 12 bucks you know if you want to buy a cadillac another 12 bucks if you want to buy, you know so those cars are yours for good then that's great so if you know if i decide that i want to go and try something new in three months time i've, I've worn out my my cars my tracks i want to go and race in a different series i then have to go and buy the car and the tracks that i need to race in that series for example don't have to but if i want to if i want some variety in it i have to buy those now once i've got them i've got them and that's great and there are lots of little discounts and things like that so it is very much if this is going to become your number one game and you love racing sims and you're happy to, sp you, you know, you'll be, you'll be happy to spend that kind of money because you're getting what you can't get anywhere else. You can't get this from going and buying Forza Horizon. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what you mean, but I'm just looking at these. I'm just looking at the page that you sent me. Okay. And one of the things that sort of would put me off would be, a racing community of over 50,000 racers. Yeah. Now, that doesn't sound an awful lot. There you are people I mean? online all the time. The, yes, okay, there may be people online all the time, but you're going to be, if you do by the two-year one, It's I, I just don't think there's a variety in racers. Oh, there is. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I think... Um... You know, if you were to look at like the the, um, the the development stuff and things like that, they are they are licensing new tracks all the time. So Imola's coming. Um, I think we're looking at yeah, Hockenheim and stuff like that. So there is a variety of things like road circuits and, and ovals. Um, so you know, it's not just the, the starter tracks are there, obviously. But then they yeah. do lots of different series. There are lots of different cars. There are lots of different tracks. Uh, but obviously, as a starter pack, when you first sign up, you get your seven basic cars and you get your ten basic tracks. And that's enough because it's a serious thing. It's, you know, I want, you know, if I wanted to get into this seriously, it is you would have to spend whatever on, I don't know, uh, Laguna Seca, say, for example, um, hours on that one circuit just hitting every spot and yeah pretty much it's it would be yeah, about you know, going, learning that. the circuit doing the test on the circuit doing the qualifying doing the actual race getting my points get in that race, your car? Hmm? 
Do you get to tune your, your car? So you can if you want to. There are there are presets. all those options. I mm-hmm. don't know about that because it's just not. I, I've never gone down that line because I always find it slightly more confusing. But obviously, if you're spending that much time in a car, you're spending that much time racing, you probably would start tweaking with settings and start playing with things and whatever and taking it a little bit more seriously. But they do do fixed race setups as well. So you go into a series where the cars are set. Um, okay. So no one can fuck with the cars. So, you know, there, there are ways around that. I don't know. It's something I'm looking into. I'm, I'm not sure yet. I've got enough games. I haven't put enough miles under my belt yet to even really think about it seriously and i don't know enough about it but i am strangely excited by it and um that's quite unusual for me <laughs> honestly to get that sort of it don't happen often so i don't know maybe maybe it's a fad a lot of people are going yeah it's a fad um but maybe it's not so but we should see could but, this be vimes's midlife crisis it could well be my midlife crisis <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's um, but it also might be just there's fuck all else out there at the moment. You know, the PlayStation Four's got nothing on it. I want to play. I'm sick to the back teeth of Battlefield because it's just every time I go on that, I end up having a shit night because I don't know. It's broken. It, yeah, pretty much. Um, it's there's... broken. But then when we play a game like Insurgency, which is also broken, broken. But I would much rather spend my night on Insurgency. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there are lots of little games, but none of them really... I mean, like, Insurgency is a good game, but you've got to... A, I've got to be in the mood for it, and and, and B, it's... Uh, More than two players. Yeah, I think so for that game. And, then, you know, I'm sure there are lots of, lots of games... I've, you know, if I look down my list of icons on my desktop, you know, there I have... I have a fair few games on there that I still need to play and finish and stuff, but none of them really, none of them, I, you know, I've not played some of them, so that tells you how excited I am by them. Whereas, you know, I had all day today and I could have gone in and I could have played everything from Devil May Cry to Dead State to, fucking, I could have played DayZ, you know, I could have played Dark Souls 2, I bought that yesterday, I haven't even booted it up yet. Um, instead, I spend six hours driving cars around racetracks, and loved every minute of it. So, I don't know. Um, and is that the sort yeah, of game? Always, yeah, I don't know. Is that the sort of game that you would sit on the Teamspeak server while you're doing it, or would you just want to sit in your own little world, 100% concentration? I don't. I think if I was testing or if I was learning tracks, you could do it. Mm-hmm. I think as soon as you got into anything where you're seriously doing something like qualifying or racing, forget about it. You you can't. Um, I've played. Like, I was playing a seto course today, and I ramped one of them up, one of the races on Monza up to about a twelve lapper, and I was just trying to do clean laps, and the mm-hmm. concentration to do that was bad enough. You know, just just keeping the bloody car on the track while staying competitive against medium to hard AI. You know that was with with most of the assists turned off. That's that's hard enough. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. But I can I can see it getting expensive. I've already started to look at new pedal sets because I don't have pedals that are with this wheel. And then you look at pedal sets and you start thinking, oh yeah, but if I if I if I'm going to get new pedals, I could get another wheel and that would. You know what I'm like. <laughs> I do. I'm waiting for you to get new pedals and new wheel. To be fair. 
Yeah, you want the old one. Um, I do. I well, there's no point me spending all this money when you you're going to do it. Yeah, but I wouldn't I, sell it for any any more than the uh, any less sorry than I already bought it for. So you know. I know. I'll just borrow it off you. To get your own. You <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, it's going to be a really hopefully it's going to be a really boring couple of weeks for listeners if they're just going to listen to me drone on about bloody racing sims. Um, but everyone should go and buy a wheel or at least try a wheel with a racing game go and try a proper decent wheel not one of these just ones that rumble give you a bit of force feedback give you you know this is none of this just vibration oh i'm on a curve it's vibrating a little bit go and get a proper decent force feedback we'll have a go on it bag beg borrow steal sort of mate of yours is and just borrow it for an hour or two and it changes the way you look at these games completely for me well so. i know i'll set you a challenge you need to um, decide to get yourself new wheel and pedals for July. Yeah, I thought you might say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can try out anyway, because when we, when we all meet up, because the people don't know that the the, uh, the bits and pieces episode 100 is coming up, and uh, we're gonna have a bit of a party, aren't we? We are. We're all gonna meet up. We're all going to La Manchon says John. And um, I think he's providing all the pizza and beer um, and the bandwidth because we're all bringing our PCs up and we're going to do a bit of land gaming and stuff. So I'm sure I'll bring the wheel up and John's got a couple of seats in his own wheel. So I'm sure you can have a go there. That, that should be very interesting. Yeah. And, and hopefully on, on that note, we're going to be um, hopefully trying to hook up with the community on that note as well. So that, you know, we'll, we'll be maybe land, maybe even a bit of League of Legends. John's trying to convince me to download the client so that it'd be us kind of five versus whoever get ourselves I think the, the hardest person that we're going to have to convince will be Clarky. yeah yeah but then again he you know he didn't take that much convincing to get in a car with you driving so it shouldn't be that difficult no that's true and that's on two occasions as well yeah, I say two right. occasions he's not we've not survived from the first one he might not want to go to Peterborough with me yet <laughs> <laughs> that's very true but um, yeah, so anyway, I think that's all we've played, really, isn't it? Yep, that's that's pretty. I'm much racking it. my head trying to think of anything but racing games that I've played. Um, I've played some more of Hitman Go. I've played uh, on the iPad. Um, no, sorry, really boring week for me. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, um, in case anybody's interested, new releases this week. Um, there are a couple. Age of Mythology Extended Edition is apparently coming out on the 8th of May. Um, I know Age of Mythology, but I really don't know anything about this version. I thought they died out a while ago, but apparently it's back and it's coming on um, on Thursday, I think it is. And then a, an interesting one, because a friend of mine keeps blithering on about this game, um, Bound by Flame. Have you heard anything about this one, Yoda? Um, no, I am just looking at the the bit on the Eurogamer, and I don't know what to say. Um... Well, it's it's a weird one. It is it's effectively a kind of it reminds me a lot of Kingdoms of Amalur. With a, uh, I don't know. It's it basically it's okay. So it's a it's a, a role. It's an RPG, fantasy RPG. Um, plays a bit like Amalur. It's got an awful lot of customization in this. It's a bit like Diablo as well, in the sense of you know, you can change just shed loads of equipment and weapons and stuff. You can you can um, change and, and customize and whatever else. And um, 
Do you not just think this is an oldie worldie Ghost Rider? (laughs) So I'm just looking at the blurb. It says you are you play a a mercenary possessed by a flame demon. No, I I don't know. I don't know. But it's um it's really odd because a mate of mine who's been kind of sort of toying with the idea of buying a PS4 has now decided this is going to be the game that makes him buy a PS4. And I'm looking at it going, I cannot understand why. Because it looks like a no. fairly generic hack and slash to me. Um, the trailer they brought out, which I watched about a month ago, didn't even, you know, half the combat animations didn't even hit. So, you know, you see the, the sword swinging, missing by about a foot, but the enemy, you know, blood spurting everywhere as if they'd been contacted. It, it just looked a bit. I don't know. I'll, I'll wait for reviews on that one. It could be the kind of game I really like, but. Um, it's, it, I, it's not a system seller to me. No, it's it's. I'd rather go back and play Skyrim to be honest, or even Kingdoms of Amalur because that's probably a much better game. But I don't know. It could be it could be a hidden gem. It could be one that people are actively waiting for. If you are interested by this game or you you know more about it than I do, please tweet at us because I'd love to know what's got people so excited about it. I can't quite see it myself, but hey, there we go. Um, and the only other one I could find is Killer is Dead, which is um, it, I think it's a Suda Fifty One game. Um, I know nothing about it, really. Um, strange, I know. <laughs> um, I bet Eurogamer... Oh, dear. Eurogamer give it a 5 out of 10. Now, that shouldn't put you off, obviously, but... Um, hello, there's boobies in it. Hmm. Eurogamer.es gave it 8 out of 10. Oh. So maybe, I don't know. Anyway, so that's out as well. So if you're a Suda51 fan, you probably already know about it. If you're not, you probably don't want to know okay. about it. Um, so that's releases. So it was easy. Um, TV, books, films, videos, comics. Do you want to hit us up with anything on this one, Yo? Um, the only thing is I've really been... I've gone back to the old Avengers comics back from the... Started at the, the 60s. Mm. I'm up to... I think I'm up to about episode 30. Mm. I'm really enjoying this. This is just reading... Um, Avengers. It starts off with the original Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, Giant Man, Ant Man, and it just it's progressing through. And it's because I, I do like the the films, and I watched some of the cartoons as a kid. But it gives me a greater sense of where everything's coming from why some of the characters who are going to be in the next Avengers movie are going to be in it and why not now not understanding why some of the characters they put in the first Avengers movie were in it so it's just it's giving me a lot of questions at the moment that I'm frantically Wikipedia just to or just Google to just find out when is the next Avengers movie out? Is that this summer or next summer? Next summer, I think. Because Guardians of the Galaxy is this summer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Because I think it, that's that's good for me because um, I need to catch up on Thor 2 and Captain America 2. You need to watch... Before... Um, yeah, before, before I see Avengers 2, I think. Well, you need to watch Thor 2 before you watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, bugger, do I? Okay, and I then because the problem is, I was getting a bit confused because it all seems to be inter- intermingling with things. So it's like people keep telling me without spoiling it, they keep mm-hmm. telling me things like, "Oh, you shouldn't really watch Captain America two 
before watching um, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. program, or is it the other way around? I can't remember. Uh, so they've you, intermingled it so much that you have to be kind of current with everything, or else you're going to just lose out or miss out. See, I've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm. and I think it has spoiled some of Captain America too. Ah, bastards. See, I think so, I've got eight episodes on my PVR, so I don't know if there's, um, my PVRs have stopped recording it for some reason. But anyway. Yeah, it's it's a lot further on than that. Um, and I'm really getting, I'm really into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. They've, I don't know what they've done differently, but they it really has picked up so much so that I was screaming at my telly the other day. I got that into it. So it was, um, it was good. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, what, what episode are they up to now, just so I can work out whether my PVR has stopped recording or not? I think it might be 16. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Mine really has stopped recording then, because I've only got... I eight. will check for you, but I, I thought I've, I've got a feeling it's it's about that far. So, All right, um, that's fine. Then I won't bother. I'll wait for the box set or something. Oh, yeah, wow. you, you will buy it. That's another thing you'd go out and buy. Mm. No, I did actually. Dug, I dug out a box set... Um, this week, which I, I, I remembered I had, really got the craving to watch it, but it took me so long to dig it out that by the time I'd found it, it was time to go to bed. Uh, and that was, do you ever, ever heard of a series called Space Above and Beyond? I have heard of it. This, oh, go and buy it, right? This, this is, uh, this is the precursor to every decent science fiction space type um, TV series for the last sort of 10 years 15 years this is uh it's called space above and beyond and it's it's the tale of uh five or six rookies basically four five um space pilots so it takes it takes kind of like and this is this is before all the things i'm about to list out so it takes elements of um starship troopers it's in there that sort of same Mm-hmm. gung-ho ethic that they bring in that in a kind of tongue-in-cheek way but it's much much deeper than that but you, you watch the first episode and you start thinking yeah, this is like starship troopers then it turns into battlestar galactica complete with all the spaceship physics all the fact that they did all the all the kind of, if you watch this and then you watch battlestar you can see where battlestar nicked everything <laughs> you know you've got your gigantic battlestar galactica so i'm not talking about battlestar galactica the first series the original series obviously i'm talking about the new battlestar galactica but you know you've got the big gigantic um space warships you've got uh the small fighter craft similar to the um the vipers in battlestar um you, but you've got all that same filming where you know there's no sound in space you've got the, the quick cutaway camera work it's just glorious um strangely enough <laughs> It only ran for one season before he got cancelled. That, <laughs> that sounds like something else. <laughs> so, um, Is there a big campaign to get this back up and running? Oh, there though? bloody well should be. I love this series. And it's one of those that I think I used to watch it. It was on. It was when I was at uni, so he's probably talking about 20 years ago. Hasn't, you know, it's still, be- it's still a brilliant series. It still really holds its own. Um really strong storyline strong characters uh it's just it's it's immense it's it's you know if you're into sci-fi if you're into anything uh, firefly um battlestar galactica uh, starship trooper anything of that ilk stargate uh, you need to go and find this because it is that that bloody good um i'm just trying to find it on amazon so if you hear the little tickies 
I'm just trying to see whether it's it's going to be found or not. Um, Can I just do a breaking news for for football fans out there? Not yet, no. Um, <laughs> Twenty-one quid on DVD, worth every fucking penny. Um, go and buy it now, I implore you, because it's just superb. So yeah, okay. Breaking news for football fans. Do I want to hear this? Because I don't want it spoiled for football match of the day. Mate, you're going to be looking forward to match of the day. Liverpool three. Crystal Palace three. Right, so you spoil it for me. Thanks. No, for that. mate, mate, it will. I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, you've ruined my life. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, go and buy Space Above and Beyond, and I'll let you off. Um, yeah. that's it. That's what I didn't didn't really do anything else. I spent most of my time sat in a, a in a comfortable chair, um, with things vibrating in my hands, <laughs> and that worked for me beautifully. Um, so without further ado, I told you it's going to be a short show tonight. The news. This one I really am winging. Okay, so we're going to have to roll with me on this one. Okay. Um, because that's just the way I roll. Uh, first news is uh, Watch Dogs is going to be given out free with select GeForce cards. So if you are looking to go out and purchase a new graphics card and that's the kind of thing that will sway you, then you can go and pick it up. Um, I'm not really sure. Do they used to do that all the time? Do they still do that with graphics cards then? I oh, think what? they do, yeah. I, th- I think uh, I was looking something the other day and they were giving away Assassin's Creed 4. Uh, oh, fair enough. Um, uh, the other thing yeah. is Watch Dogs has also had its season pass detailed. Now, this is a season pass that you can buy now a month before the games come out. So I'm a little bit dubious on this one. Yeah, seeing as this game was meant to be out, what, three months, uh, four months ago? Mm. No, it was meant to be out in November, wasn't it? For Something, the... something along those lines, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not really sure I understand. I don't know. I, season, I, I quite like season passes, but they, I think they have to kind of tell me what the content's going to be before I buy it. So things like Battlefield and Call of Duty, I totally understand. Because if they're going to bring me four new maps every three months or two months or whatever it is that's great because that's you know that's content i'm going to want yeah but, but for things like i think even games like the last of us or, or watchdogs or something like that where they're saying oh we're going to give you some skins for your multiplayer characters i don't really give a monkeys in all honesty so uh anyway um what we mentioned earlier the, the sony um online entertainment uh, all access pass system is what it's called um and this is um I'm going to try and explain it. So basically, for an individual game, if you you were signed up to any of their individual games like uh, EverQuest, EverQuest 2, uh, Planetside 2, uh, DC Universe Online or whatever, you could have like a premium membership at $14.99 or something like that. Uh, that's dollars. Um, and now what you can do is, instead of that, um, for $19.99, so equivalent of about 10 or £12, something like that, you have an all-access pass, which basically means that, that that premium membership is across any game in their catalogue rather than specific to the one game. So um, if you're interested in things like EverQuest, Next and Landmark, which are coming up fairly soon, uh, or hopefully fairly soon, that could be a very, very good thing, especially if you're playing Planetside. And hopefully if it's cross-platform, because if that's across PC and um, and console, if you can play Planetside 
two on, I don't know, the, the PlayStation 4 and you could play EverQuest next on the PC, then that's not a bad deal at all, actually, thinking about it. Um, I, I think it will be. I think Sony's normally quite good like that. Yeah, well, you'd, oh. hope, you'd hope so. Mm. Um, Call of Duty. The new huh? Call of Duty has been announced. Yes, a new Call of Duty has been announced, and um, they, they leaked a screenshot of a bloke with a gun. Yay. Kevin Spacey's um, meant to be acting in it as well. Yeah. I'm kind of losing well, respect for him. <laughs> I don't understand that, but fine, okay, whatever. What? Who are you losing respect for? Kevin Spacey or Call anybody? Of Duty? Anybody who appears in either Call of Duty adverts or those Sky adverts. Do <laughs> that. I start. Harrison Ford gone down in my estimation. Bruce Willis gone down in my estimation. So you know, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Oh my God! I saw that one. Is that the Avengers one? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking had me hooked for a bit though. I was watching it and it's like it took me you know it took me a while to, to sort of cotton on this is an advert and this wasn't actually the film. it was brilliantly done but yeah lost all respect for that man as well now <laughs> so yeah you know, no. um, a little bit of uh, cross-platform news because that's how we roll um just because i need to sort of play something on my wii u uh if you buy a, a, a copy of uh, mario kart 8 on the wii u so long as you register that with the Club Nintendo website before the end of July, you get a free game. And it's not just a shit free game, but a game that you would probably want to buy. So you've got a choice of 10. I think you've got Nintendo Land. Oh, here's a list. Yep, Nintendo Land. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. U. Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, which is very good. Game & Wario. Pimpkin 3. The Wonderful 101. Legend of Zelda. Uh, Wind Waker. Sonic Lost World, Mario and Sonic at the 2014 Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics, sorry, and We Party You. So that's bloody incredible, really, when you think about it. Just for registering a game online. Yeah. And considering every single person I know who owns a Wii U is going to be picking up a copy of Mario Kart 8, that's bloody good. It's not like they needed to do it because everyone was going to buy it anyway. But, um, yeah, it's, that is... At their system seller, isn't it? It's. I played it at the Play Expo last year, and it's. I know it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to it. If I'm just to put something on the. Hopefully, it's. Um. I, I'm. I'm. I need to find games that my daughter can engage with, and I'm just forcing her into playing the Wii U at the moment. So um. I just thought it was a bloody good offering from. So I thought I'd bring it up. Uh. What else are we going to talk about here? Did a little. There's an awful lot of stuff about. Um. Silly consoles. We're not going to talk about silly consoles. Um, I want to talk about the uh, the 16-foot-tall Eve Online monument. Have you seen this? Um, I haven't, no. No, this is basically to, uh, to, to the Eve Online CCP have built a 16-foot-tall Eve Online monument to, uh, I think it's for the 10-year um, anniversary of Eve Online. Um, and it's got etched into it the name of every single player who was active, um, I think at the 31st of March this year, etched into it somewhere. So there's thousands and thousands of names on it. That's nice. I thought it was a nice touch. Uh, what else? Um... Sledgehammer have developed a third-person Vietnam-, Vietnam War Call of Duty demo, which I think is going to be the next one after. Oh, that could be mm. interesting because Battlefield uh, Vietnam was rather good. 
Battlefield Vietnam was very good. It was very, very good. That's what I sort of just stopped as I was scrolling down the page. And I thought, that might tempt me back into the series. Hmm. Uh, here's a story I was trying to find. Sorry, that's why we browse trying to find this bloody story. So, um, Oculus Rift. Everyone's waiting for it. And now Zenimax are accusing John Carmack of nicking it. <laughs> um, so, I, ID, or ID, software co-founder John Carmack has become the subject of a legal dispute. So, Zenimax, um, which bought I, which bought ID software in 2009, uh, claims that when Carmack left the company, he took knowledge and trade secrets with him. You kind of think, uh, yeah, well, he would. He's not going to just forget about it. It's not like you have a brain wipe on your way out the door or nothing. Uh, but this is turned into, this is going to, I think this is going to drag and drag. Um, it's Apple, Samsung all over again. Well, I, I just think Apple are going to be loving this or whoever the competition is. I suppose Sony's Morpheus uh, is going to be loving this because it's just like, if it can help development of the, um, the Oculus, then it allows other people to kind of catch up. Uh, yeah. Obviously, John Carmack's denied all of this completely um but I, I i worry that it may well go on and on and on um what else oh yes another one i saw defiance do you remember that mmo yeah yeah going free to play in june <laughs> so um, it, it wasn't that bad i think quite a lot of us played it when it first came out um but there you go that's another one i can pick up three years too late. there you go brilliant do that <laughs> Um, Daisy Standalone just in Still case you're interested yeah. in, in moving over to the, the latest broken version of a game um, has passed 2 million sales Jesus which is frankly ridiculous for a broken game that doesn't you know uh, it's just, uh, just people wake up go and buy a racing wheel um, <laughs> what else we got for you what else we got for you um, bah, 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 bah. Oh yes, this made me chuckle. Do you remember, was it last year? Dust five one four came out on the PlayStation four, uh, PlayStation three. Sorry. Um, sort of remember this. Yeah. Well, now, um, basically, uh, CCP have decided they're also going to bring this game that looks remarkably like five one four to the PC, and they're going to call it Project Legion. Um. <sighs> So it's going to be. It, I don't know. It, 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 they they brought out Dust Five One Four specifically for console, saying it's going to be console only, and it's never going to come to PC. And the kind of cynic in me looks like they've just reskinned it slightly and ported it over to the PC, giving it a new title, and said, "Yeah, completely different game." Um, <laughs> don't know, <laughs> but um, there we go. And also, if anybody did see my tweet from a while ago. Um, where I put up a picture of the lovely Kate Archer, uh, who some some people who are old enough to remember was um, the lead character from from two classic games called No One Lives Forever. Um, a little bit of hope there, a little bit of hope, is that trademarks have been filed for um, No One Lives Forever, The Operative, Contract Jack and a Spy in Harm's Way, um, all all names that are sort of synonymous with this this awesome game um just brilliantly humorous wonderful uh sort of 60s pastiche first person shooter um if you haven't played it, if you can find it 
play it because they're just they're brilliant um brilliant brilliant games so there's hope that maybe maybe they'll be bringing them back um because they're awesome uh <laughs> you know have you ever played those ones yet no never played. oh dear oh well so um yeah that's about it really um oh no that's not about it there's one other thing i wanted to bring up harmonics now i've launched a kickstarter today um yeah well i had to get a kickstarter in here some way right have you dropped no i'm a bit angry because this is kickstarter right this is harmonics a well-known studio who could probably walk into any publisher and get this money yet they're asking for seven hundred and seventy five thousand dollars right to basically remake amplitude which is a 10 year old game to bring it to the PS4 and three and um, Xbox One, and I, 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 okay, I understand that they want to bring this game back, but I don't understand why they've turned to Kickstarter. I have a problem with professional developers who, you know, have a decent back catalogue of work, who are in employment, who you know could go to a publisher and say, I want to do this. They, I'm sure Harmonics would have got funding for this from somewhere. I understand some of the projects I've backed previously where they wouldn't have got, you know, things like Project Eternity probably wouldn't have got money from anywhere to do their game. Things like Star Citizen probably wouldn't have got funding from a publisher to do what they, you know, what they've asked to do Kickstarter. I'm fairly sure games like this would have picked up, you know. Um, yeah, it's, do you know, it's exploiting it, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, there may be more to it. Maybe I'm just uh, jumping to conclusions, but the fact that it's kind of, you know, it's harmonics. You know, they've got a, a huge creative back catalogue of stuff. I'm sure a publisher would have picked this up if it was viable uh, or if they'd have asked the publisher. And they just seem to be kind of like, it's not really what I consider Kickstarter to be for, you know? Um, and it, it opens up that whole argument on Kickstarter about, if I give you the money, if I if I give you my twenty bucks, you fund you know I fund your game, you make millions of it. Where's my cut? Yeah. Now I understand. I'll give you twenty bucks, you give me the game, but actually it does open it raises all those questions again of why did you come to you know if I went if you went to a publisher and said give me a million bucks and I'll make a game, the publisher would go. That's great, but we want 20% of whatever you make or whatever, you know, plus our initiative. Or, you know, I don't know how that mm-hmm. thing works, but I'm sure that's part of it. They're going to want some money back. And I, it just smacks to me a little bit of taking consumers for a free ride, really. I have found the one that you, I think that you might be buying, though. Oh, God. The has one it got a T-shirt? For, it has got a T-shirt. Oh, but I bet but it's not US any only. T-shirt. It's a rad T-shirt. And... I bet it's US only. No, if you add an extra ten dollars, um, they will ship outside the US. <gasps> so for one hundred and thirty-five dollars, you can get a T-shirt. So let's just see if my my ethics can hold up here. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty sure I'm done. Don't need it. Don't want it. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to my guns on this one. I just I liked Amplitude. I really did, but I I don't like what this smacks of. And when it gets released, I may well buy it. It was on the... Was it on the PS3? PS2, I believe. PS2. Yeah. Because it's going to be a cross-buy code for the PS4 and PS3. Yeah. I mean, it's... Look, 
I'm, I'm sure the game's going to be great. I just don't necessarily understand why they've had to go to Kickstarter to do this. Maybe but they have already made ninety-two thousand. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll make it. I'm sure they'll make. It. I, I also don't understand how it costs three quarters of a million to make a game like Amplitude. But hey, what do I know? I'm not a game developer. Um. So that's about it for news this week. Um. And that's about it for the show, I think, Yoda. Unless you've got anything you want to put in. No, I think that's that's it. Um. It is a short and sweet one. Yeah. Just the two of us. Do, 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 just two of us. And on and on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so sorry it's been a short show. Hope you've enjoyed it. It's uh, It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, a little bit of winging it, but, uh, you know, obviously we can't be professional all the time. Um, I only do it because it winds John up. And um, <laughs> if you have enjoyed the show, please, you know, we, we say this a lot, but do check out the forums as well because the forums is filled with lovely people. Um, and spam bots. And spam bots, <laughs> a shed load of spam bots, uh, but don't let that dissuade you. So go to uh, maturegamerpodcast.com uh, forward slash forum, or even just maturegamerpodcast.com, and um, check out check out the uh, there's some decent content on there as well. There's some good articles and stuff. Even Kev started writing articles for the for the front page, which is strange. It's looking very professional actually at the moment. Uh, it is. Uh, since they've worried. become authors, you see, that's what it is. It's led them to become more professional with their best thing from book. I know. It sat right on the as soon as you load in, yeah. first thing you yeah. see. <laughs> Although I have to say, I am a little bit, you know, I've got a bit of this early adopter tax thing going on. I bought that game on Kindle on release for three three pound ninety nine, <laughs> and I've just had a sale weekend where they dropped it to one ninety nine. I'm like, hang on a second, guys. This is not the Xbox One. You can't just drop the price overnight. You know, early adopter and all that, but less than two weeks after release. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree with this. I want another copy. I'm gifted to somebody. Um, but yes, <laughs> digressing massively. Uh, MatureGamerPodcast.com. Come and join us on the forum. Um, it's a lovely bunch of people. We do talk about all sorts of crap, and but we also talk about games and online sessions are there. We also, there's always people flogging stuff. You never know. I might be flogging a wheel and some pedals soon. Um, but uh, yeah, c- come and join us. Come and join us on the forum. If you do come and join us on the forum and you do any shopping on Amazon, even if it is um, Kevin Steve's book, then uh, there is a, an Amazon affiliate link on there as well. Um, and it's, there's also people don't talk about it very much. There's a, an affiliate link for Jinx and also for Audible as well at the moment. Uh, so you know, if you want to do anything, you can go through there, buy it. Um, they, the site gets a little bit of money. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Um, but it does it does help towards the running of the site. You can follow us on uh, Twitter. Uh, the Twitter is I don't even know what it is anymore. At, at mgpbits. Um, and I'm at vimesy74. I'm at Yoda is blind. Yep. And that's basically us, isn't it? I think it is. Cool. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks very much for listening. Bye. <laughs>